With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to build your head apart. Now, the Andy Everett Show. On Ticket 760. Just after 6 o'clock on this Monday evening. Thank you for being a part of, uh, allowing us to be part of your drive home. Or if you're listening at home or wherever you may be. In the future, perhaps, on the podcast. We thank you for being part of today's program. I'm Andy Everett. Michael Bartlett's the audio disseminator of this program. Uh, UTSA has uh, back to work this week as they get ready for the game uh, at Temple. We'll be on the air Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. The get- kickoff will be at uh, 1 o'clock uh, from uh, Philadelphia. The following week, UTSA will be home against UAB on October 14th. They set the time for that today. 7 p.m. kickoff in the Alamo Dome. We'll commence everything with the pregame show at 5 and then uh, we don't know yet the rest of the schedule. Also, next um, Monday, we're supposed to find out if that UTSA-Tulane game late in the year after Thanksgiving will be on Friday or Saturday. Texas won OU won. It sets up a great matchup this weekend in the Cotton Bowl and the Red River rivalry. We'll discuss all that coming up. But baseball season has come in, uh, has ended its 162-game marathon and it's time for October baseball and the playoffs. And we've got some different teams in the playoffs. I saw a stat where I think Texas had the lead in the AL West for like 154 days or something like that this year. Yeah, sounds about right. And Houston had the lead for 24. But it's at the end of the season that matters. And the Astros end up becoming the divisional winner. They get the bye, and uh, they and Baltimore get the, the time off. And Texas has to go on the road uh, for three games at Tampa. Or actually, Tampa comes to Texas. I think that's, I think Tampa's coming to Texas. I have to look at that. But anyway, Tampa and Texas for three games. Toronto at Minnesota for three games. And then in the National League, it's Arizona at Milwaukee and Miami at Philadelphia. So it, it is Texas at Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, we talked about it uh, several times that I was I was happy that the Rangers were were playing well. You know, it was well. When is the bottom going to fall out on them? And you just kept waiting and kept <laughs> waiting. But for the most part, they were consistent and played well all season. And then I want to say it was maybe like the last a month 
of, of the season. And then, and then it was like, okay, here's five games in a row, six games in a row. And then I think they, I want to say they lost nine in games in a row. And then that's what made the Mariners and then the Astros able to make up that ground. And gosh, to go into the last game of the season and still have parody, Andy, it, it, that just has to be like baseball nirvana for 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 the the league to be like, see, see, this is why we don't need to well, cut it down. No, we don't need to cut it down. 162 games is the standard. And That's if you don't want to watch the games, then don't watch them. We need programming and we... We don't need. We do need to play more double headers. I think we need to do that. I don't think we need to play a stress, uh, get the season as strung out as it sometimes is. I think we get into the season a week earlier if we play double headers. But owners want to double up the gate so they don't play double headers anymore. And we can still have a Houston Texas postseason AL championship series coming up if everybody takes care of business. Obviously, let's see, the, the uh, Rays-Rangers winner is going to go to the Orioles, and the Twins-Blue Jays winner is going to go to the Astros. And I, oh, the Orioles have played probably the most consistent baseball all year, but they've never been in this situation before. And that's something that uh, you have to, to consider. But I, I think it's quite possible that Texas could win two games in Tampa. It's not a great home field advantage. And they could end up playing the Astros, uh, in, in, you know, down the road after the the next series. Uh, the Rangers could win it. Could win at Baltimore, and but they're going to have to hit, and they're going to get as much timely pitching as they can. But I still think the Astros are the best team. My guess is is that if Tampa Bay plays as well as Tampa Bay can play, and remember they got off to that that really really hot start and then fizzled afterwards. But I think Tampa is as good as Houston is. And sorry, Rangers fans, I don't think you're going to... I think you can win two games there. I just don't think you are. Yeah, and right now, at least according to the four-letter network, the the probable pitchers is not uh, Max Scherzer. Well, well I, did, I can't remember now that... Did Mac, Max Scherzer didn't get hurt, did he? Uh, I think he did, but I don't know what his... Pos, uh, what his po, he, he's... Yeah, they were resting him to get him ready for the postseason. I don't know that he's able to pitch yet or not. Yeah, I think now that I think but, about it, I think they lost him for the season. But but guess what? This doesn't matter because the Dodgers or the Braves are the best team. Hey, hey, let, let, let's watch that. Let's watch that. <laughs> it's the Astros. Yeah, well, unless they start banging on trash cans again in the playoffs. You know what? Who can, <laughs> you know what? If you can't beat them, join them. You know, y'all want to sit there and clown on the Astros and hate the Astros, not root for them. You're just jealous because my team won at the end of the day. That's all that matters, point blank. Yes, I will give you credit that they did win. And I don't, even if they banged on the trash can or whether Altuve was wearing a wire or not, we'll never know. And I don't really care that they did or didn't. You still got to hit the baseball, Andy. Even if you know it's coming, even you still got to hit it. Exactly. Even if you know, you still got to hit the baseball. Um, I, I think the Atlanta and the Dodgers potential American League Division Series is going to be uh, a good one. And I think it's going to be Houston and Tampa in the uh, on, on the other side of the bracket, and I think we're going to have a Houston Braves World Series. I, I, I right now I would say so too, and uh, that would be uh, the Astros are just getting healthy at the right time too. You know they've been injured a lot throughout the season. Altuve's missed games. 
Jordan's missed games. Uh, you had Framber was a little not Framber s this season, but they are getting healthy at the right time. And uh, the guy that's kind of the locker room guy that brought it that is starting to bring it all together. Good old Uncle Mike himself, Michael Brantley, is back and healthy. And what I think is arguably next to the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., the prettiest baseball swing ever. He's Andy. probably, yeah, it's, it, it, it's so it's up gorgeous. There. Absolutely. It's so gorgeous. So, yeah, I you know, agree with you on that. Yeah, I know MLB fans are not happy that the, that the Astros are the AL West champions. So, but uh, hey, like, like Chris Duell and I say, embrace the hate, baby. Now, I read this yesterday and. I didn't realize that Luis Arise won the batting title last year. I think he was in Minnesota last year. Uh, and he wins it again this year in Miami. And he was flirting with 400 earlier in the year. But if he uh, he is the first back-to-back batting champion to do it back-to-back in two different leagues. That's impressive. That's pretty impressive. I mean, even to be close to 400 is impressive in itself. And then uh, obviously uh, Ronald Acuña had this uh, he's the MVP in my book. You had you're the first ever to do 70 uh, home runs and 40 stolen bases just oh, flip flop. Uh, I mean, yeah, 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases. <laughs> yeah, just send, just send the uh send the trophy to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I, and I don't care what other baseball purists want to say. You know, we talked about it last week. Well, the bases are a little bit they're, bigger. They're an inch bigger. I, I, big deal. Everybody, everybody runs the same bases. Everybody knows the pitch. And the, and the bases back in ni- 1930 were bags full of sand. So, you know, who cares? We have something called evolution from time to time. All right. Um, Miguel uh, Cabrera ended his career in Detroit. And... I think it's a shame that the Tigers never did anything more to try to build a team around him to where that he could have more postseason success. He is one of the greatest hitters of all time. Uh, terrific first baseman, part-time DH. From what people have told me and what I've read, a great teammate and a great guy. And the guy could hit some monstrous home runs. I got to go to one baseball game in Detroit back in 2008, I believe. And I think it was, I think he's the one that hit the home run in that game. Um, and just a, a stellar, stellar career uh, for one of the best uh, baseball players of all time. What, did he not ever have like... Uh trying to think because Verlander was started. I think they won what was it 2000 was he on the 2006 um, let's see Miggy Miggy was in well it just says FLA so I don't I don't know he was in Florida yeah for the first few years yeah so, I'm trying to remember when he joined the Tigers. Uh, 2008. I'm looking at exactly it right now. That, the 2008 season because uh, that was uh, uh, we had a WNBA trip to Detroit that year, and that was the Olympic year because it was the last game right before the Olympics, and uh, we had an uh, an off night the night before, and we uh, we went to the the stadium and Miguel on uh, Miguel Cabrera hit a home run. And just, I mean, it was out as soon as it hit the bat. Everybody stood up as soon as it uh, it went out. Um, but to, he's he's an outstanding. I mean, because he's in Detroit, and because Detroit didn't have a lot of success, nobody gives him the credit I think he deserves. But he's a to me a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm sure there'll be some people that don't put him on their on their ballot to make it unanimous. But 
you're not going to find a better a better baseball player over the years than him. Oh, I'm sure there'll be some MLB writer or voter that wants to go against the narrative and yeah. say something. You know, there there always is. There's always that guy. There's always that guy where it's like, well, Ken Griffey Jr. or or Derek. Like, as much as I'm not a fan of Derek Jeter, yes, Derek Jeter's a first ballot unanimous and Hall Mariano of Fame. Rivera, I think Mariano Mark, Rivera is the only first ballot unanimous Hall of Fame selection. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Moe's the only one. Yeah. So. And that, and if you didn't put him on your Hall of Fame, they should have probably take in your vote away. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tim Wakefield, who we talked about last week, it was revealed he had brain cancer, and it was uh, kind of tipped on the Kurt Schilling podcast. Unfortunately, he passes away at the age of 57 this weekend. And you want to talk about some, some sadness. Not only did he pass away, but his wife, who uh, is um, survives him for now, has pancreatic cancer, which... Uh, is often as uh, as uh, is incurable as brain cancer. So hopefully, that family gets a little bit of a reprieve, and she can find a way to get that in remission for as long as possible. Uh, tough that uh, they didn't want to make it public. The Red Sox made a great tribute to him this weekend, and uh, he passed away this weekend at 57. The Buck, the uh, Mets fired Buck Showalter, and today Phil Nevin uh, let go by the the uh, Los Angeles Angels. So. You're all caught up on your baseball, and the playoffs begin Tuesday night uh, with the uh, wild card games. All right, let's get into some NFL talk and run down some of the games that were surprises and not so much surprises coming up in the next segment. Uh, and also at the bottom of the hour, we'll introduce you to Tom Manas, who is the Gunslinger's new coach of the Arena League. That's coming up as well. Did you know that Rufix is a Lowe's independent service provider? And that means you get the buying power of Lowe's when you buy a roof from Rufix, along with the skills and expertise of Rufix to put it on your house. It doesn't matter what your issue is, rain or shine. Uh, and if you got a leaky roof or any roof damage or just need roof repairs or a completely new roof, Lowe's and Roof Fix have you covered. They have lifetime warranties on the labor and the materials, and this partnership now gives them access to the largest metal roof selections in Texas. A metal roof from Roof Fix and Lowe's will be the last roof you'll ever buy. You can get 50% off labor, and you can choose one of their zero-down, zero-interest plans. You can now afford to get the roof you need from Lowe's and the installation and backing of Roof Fix. Learn more at Lowe'sDoesRoofing.com. That's Lowe'sDoesRoofing.com. Or you can call Roof Fix at 210-FIX-ROOF right away. 615, the Andy Everett Show on the tickets. Right. It is 620. It's the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760. We'll introduce you to Tom Noss, the Gunslinger's coach, coming up at the bottom of the hour a little bit after. We had some uh, surprises again this week in the National Football League. And the biggest one, or one of the biggest ones for me, you know, let's, let's go over a couple of them. The Bills finally woke up and the Dolphins came back to reality for a week. I was a little bit surprised uh, that uh, Miami didn't keep that closer or at least win. The Vikings finally got a win over the Panthers. The Broncos beat the Bears in a game of two teams that are going absolutely no place. 
Uh, you picked the Browns. This was one of your four losses, but I think that was before you knew Deshaun Watson wasn't yeah. going to play. Yeah, but let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he picked the Browns. I, sh I should call him and see if he wants yep. to rescind yep. that that pick. As soon as I saw that come down, I was like, well, that's a loss. <laughs> yep, that one's going to be the loss. But uh, uh, the Steelers laid an egg against the Texans. Are the uh, but C.J. Stroud's playing really good football, and uh, Mark Vandermeer, I'm sure, will uh, gloat about him a little bit tomorrow. I I, I want to say that I saw a stat for a rookie first year, you know, first year rookie quarterback that he broke, I think it was Warren Moon's record so far of completions without an interception. He's yet to throw an interception. And now that I've said it, you know, obviously I'm sure I, he'll throw three next I'm, week. I'm, yes. So <laughs> if Vander Mark, um, if you're listening, Texas fans, I'm sorry, but uh, he's for a guy that I was critical that didn't play enough in preseason. He's at least shut me up. He's he's playing well, not turning the ball over. How about the Baker Mayfields? Oh. They win again. Well, and I think that was also, even though we kind of knew Derek Derek Carr was going to be out, Jameis Winston, I get just hey, didn't didn't uh, didn't pull up or Taysom Hill, you know, and I understand everybody, New Orleans Saints fan love Taysom Hill. But he's just such a gimmick, dude. He's such a gimmick, dude. But. Well, Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He is, I agree, he's a gimmick. He's an athlete. He's an athlete that they put in multiple situations. He doesn't do anything great. He does a lot of things good. Yeah, yeah, basically. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the the flying Tampa, Tampa Bakers, uh, I don't know. See, I don't know if your management and thinking to, thinking to yourself, well, Baker, we really don't want to be good because we kind of want to be in that quarterback sweepstakes, possibly in the top five, top six. But you're, you're yes, we like the, the fact that you're winning games, but you're still kind of hurting us because we're not probably going to have you here next year. So they're kind of in a, you know, in that limbo. But well, yeah. we'll see how the uh, how they change what what they change or don't change coming up here in uh, at, at whenever they. You know, as soon as they can. But um, here's the other one that I thought kind of was kind of questioning a little bit. The Bengals are now one and one and four. Uh, one and three. One and three. Yeah, yeah one and three now. And again, Joe Burrow did not. That leg good. is bad. It's not. It's not healthy. Uh, I'm with you in that he's going to injure it and, and further. But they're desperate now. The Titans get the the, the win in that game. And the Bengals, which I think a lot of people pick to go to the Super Bowl, are not even a playoff team right now, not even close. Yeah, and the, the main key was you're 0-2 in the division. And, you know, you're going to be chasing Cleveland and the Ravens. Here's, here is what I'm thinking, Andy. If Cincinnati winds up, and this is, this is the worst thing for the NFL to happen, because it would just make the Bengals next year even more incredible. Say the Joe Burrow gets hurt next game, and they decide, hey, we're just going to shut him down, and he's going to be out four or five games, and at that point, maybe if you're lucky, you win one game, two games. If, you, if you're Cincinnati, and you look at a particular wide receiver that's going to be in that draft, do you not just at that point say, hey, 
we're just going to call it this season. Well, you do because you either you're you've, you're going to sign Jamar Chase. You're probably not going to sign T. Higgins. You're going to need another young wide receiver. Uh, and okay, this was a bad, this was a year of injuries. He didn't get to go to training camp. Uh, we're, we'll bring Joe Mixon back for another year. Offensive line's okay. Let's go get another wideout to replace T. Higgins. Yeah, and I don't even know. Do you realize what wide receiver I'm talking about, too, Andy? He was Hall of Famer. His dad was a Hall of Famer with Peyton. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. looks like a... St- you know, they have that saying right now that the kids are saying uh, he's him. Yeah, Marvison Har- Marv- Marvin Harrison Jr., that dude, he's him. That kid is a stud, and it would be absolutely dangerous if he goes to Cincy. But that's just a pipe dream. Well, the 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 Bengals should they have a uh, uh, have a bad season are not going to draft a quarterback. Joe Burrow's their quarterback for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and so if they him. end up being a non playoff team, and Harrison's there, he would be a perfect fit to replace. Because you're going to spend your money with 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 Chase. Chase is going to get their money, yeah, or the most of that money. Yeah, I I I don't know. In that, just say top five, top six, they don't need, you know, they they don't need a a quarterback. Obviously, what they just paid Joe Burrow, unless Joe Burrow plays the rest of the season and absolutely just looks terrible. He, even if he looks even terrible, he looks they terrible. gave him $156 million. He's their quarterback until well, he's done. Well, I'm just hypothetically, even if he looks absolutely terrible in the Cincinnati, You can blame it on injury. Cincinnati says, you know what? We're just going to get off of it now and trade him away. Then, They're not. They yeah. can, because they, they can't. That's they, less than 1%. You're not going to get a pick for him. If you think he's damaged goods, if you think the injury's bad, if you think he made a mistake, then 31 other teams think the same thing. We'll give you a fourth-round draft pick. Joe Burrow's the quarterback for the Bengals for the next five years, and then they can decide what they want to do. But you don't give somebody $156 million and then say, oh, sorry, or was it 256 Whatever it was, it was ridiculous, and you're not going to move off of him. He's injured, and as uh, if your quarterback isn't playing its best football, then, then you're 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 in trouble, and they put their stock around him, and he got hurt. And and, it, and maybe the best thing is is to have him sit out a couple of weeks, try to get the injury as a hundred percent as he can, and then uh, and then go from there. I I don't know that uh, they'll do that, but oh, uh, the, right now the Bengals are not a playoff team because he's not healthy. If he was healthy, I think they would be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's introduce you to Tom Manos coming up in the next segment. He's the coach of the Gunslingers. And we'll wrap things up in the last segment as well, coming up very shortly. Are you a DIY person when it comes to fixing your car? If you are, find out why so many people are falling in love with pick and pull. Well, it's pretty simple. They have the most parts cars and the best place to get used quality car parts in San Antonio. No one does it like they do. They are constantly making sure they have inventory in stock every single day. And they have an inventory system where you can find that car immediately and go right to it. And because they have so many cars, they're always looking to add to them. And if you've got a car you want to sell, they'll buy it from you, and they'll pay you top dollar for it as well. Running or not, they want your car to pick and pull, and they'll even pick it up for you for free. It's the best quality used auto parts or to sell something you no longer want. It's PickandPullSA.com. They buy more because they pay more, and they have more parts cars than anyone else in town. 628, it's the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760. 
All right, it's 6.34. It's the Andy Everett Show on the ticket. Michael Bartlett, our producer and audio disseminator. Final half hour of the program for today. Monday Night Football coming up here in a little while. We'll tell tell you about that in the uh, final segment and a couple other things to get to as well. The San Antonio Gunslingers in the Arena League had a good year, and they're hoping to have a better one next year. The uh, Rackler family in San Antonio owns the Gunslingers. They're making a move into a uh, new uh, league in arena football, and Tom Manas is their new head coach introduced this past week. Uh, Tom, good afternoon. Uh, I know San Antonio was a home at one point back for you several years ago in the uh, original uh, name of the Gunslingers back when it was in the USFL. Uh, how excited are you to be back here coaching this version of the Gunslingers? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. It's it's great to be back in San Antonio. It's even better to be back with a team that pays you on time and does all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> no, all, all kidding. All kidding aside, San Antonio, uh, the Gunslingers, the original Gunslingers. It was a great experience, and it's such a small world because that's where, believe it or not, I had my intro into indoor football. Uh, with our head coach, Tim Markham. And when Coach Markham, uh, or one of our coaches, I should say, when Coach Markham left to go do the Tampa Bay Storm back in the old days in the AFL, um, he was a, a great help in getting me um, my first indoor coaching job. When you got the phone call from the Racklers asking you to be part of this organization and to coach this team, uh, how long did it take you to say yes? What were some of your thoughts about having that stable local ownership be a part of this team? Well, I, you know, I use the term, if it was a girl, I would have been called easy, uh, <laughs> you know, because after, after about, after about 10 minutes on the phone with Don Rackler, uh, I think we both found out something pretty, pretty quickly that we're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, we're both faith-based driven individuals. Uh, we're big community guys. Um, uh, I'm a, um, when I build teams, I build teams off of character, not off of talent. Um, and what I mean by that is, don't get me wrong, we have the best talent in the world coming to us now, but it was, you build a team of guys with great character that just happen to be good football players, not the other way around. And at this level where we're so interfaced with the community, I wanted to give the Rackler family um, a, a product they could be extremely proud of. All right, we're making a transition from uh, one arena league to the other one the, into the IFL. This is a, a step up. Tell me about the challenges of going from the NAL to the IFL. Well, um, I think, you know, I've accomplished everything you can accomplish. My two years in the NAL, I won championships. So um, it was a great opportunity now to see how I can do in, in this league. I've coached in this league before, uh, briefly. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the competition level's much harder uh, at this level. Um, but I also think that with the rule changes, it allows us to do some more quote-unquote football things as opposed to uh, like the Ironman rule that we had in the NAL where you had to play both ways and there was limited substitutions, things of that nature. The IFL is more traditional-based. It's a, it's a byproduct of traditional football. Um, and I think that that's going to allow the fans of San Antonio to see some unbelievable talent at their positions, not trying to play multiple positions. 
Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, the coaching in this league is better. The ownership in this league is better. The, you know, uh, the fan base, I think, is comparable. Uh, I haven't really experienced it at the level. I had great fans in New York when I was in the NAL. But now uh, I'm very excited about the welcoming we've gotten here in San Antonio and throughout the country. Frankly, we're getting a lot of responses from people out of state saying how happy they are for us coming in. So looking forward to it. Tom Manos is the uh, coach and GM of the uh, Gunslingers in the uh, Arena League, the International Football League or the uh, Indoor Football League. And uh, he joins us on the show today. Sam Castronova, you signed recently uh, an MVP quarterback. Tell us about uh, having him lead the, the way on offense. Well, the great news with Sam is Sam and I have been together. We won championships together. So um, we were getting ready to do our three-peat when uh, uh, we left New York, and Sam went down to Jacksonville and won another one this year, um, which I'm very proud of him. Sam's an MVP quarterback. Right now, I don't care what anybody says. They can argue till they're blown in the face. He's the best indoor football quarterback in the United States, period. No one's close. He's a... Uh, He's kind of a cross between uh, Allen in Buffalo and Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, and I mean that sincerely. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He's fearless. Um, I think the fans here are going to embrace him. He, you want a gunslinger, you got a gunslinger. <laughs> um, and this, this kid's accurate as all can be. He can throw the length of the field or he can run the length of the field. And so in this offense that we're going to be putting in the IFL, um, he is going to be an integral part of that. Uh, now add that to, I've just signed two of the best wide receivers in the country. Um, we're not going to announce them until later this week. I just secured the offensive line. Uh, not only have these guys played for me before, they're animals. <laughs> they're, you know, West Virginia, Florida State. You know, we're talking cream of the crop guys. Um, so, yeah, and you know, we're adding every day now in this off season and we're trying to build a team, not around Sam, but of his caliber. So we're, we're looking to bring in the best of the best. Everyone wants to get to the NFL. Can they get there from this league? And what's the process to do that? Well, I, I, you know, this isn't probably the popular answer. Um, we're not a developmental league. Correct, uh, yeah. The, the NCA is the developmental league for the <laughs> NFL. Yep. Right? I mean, let's be real. I played in the NFL, so I'm telling you this from a point of view that I understand it. But, but, here's the big but in the room. Um, they're not, they're, they're talent-driven, they're a talent-driven league. They, they will find talent in Samoa. They will find talent in Germany. They will find talent of a guy who never played football before but was a wrestler and ends up starting for the New England Patriots, right? They yep. find talent. If you're good enough, if you're good enough, you can make an NFL team off of an indoor football team. The, the thing about it is, which is unique, is in most cases when a player goes to an XFL, USFL, and I'm not poo-pooing those. I was part of it. I'm, I'm not at all. You get film and you get what you need and all that good stuff. When you play indoor football, regardless of the league, you get two and a half hours of one-on-one -on -one film. And that's a coach's dream mm -hmm. to watch when you're scouting. So if you're a good lineman and you do your job every single play, you have two and a half hours times 16 games of showing that 
to whoever you want to look at, have your agent promoting you or whatever. I'm, I'm of this belief, and I tell my guys this all the time. Yes, we're not the NFL. We can be your NFL, though. I've known guys that played this game for 12, 14 years that never went higher and have great lives because they endure football. You can make this your NFL. You can make this as important to you as anything. The beauty of this game is is that if you're talent, talented enough, you're going to get offers for tryouts. You're going to get offers for things that opportunities either in personal life, in business, in football, whatever. And you're going to get those opportunities. And I tell my players this all the time. As much as I love you, as much as I care about you, as much as you help our team, I'll help you pack. <laughs> because I never want to stand in the way of a kid getting a better opportunity. I just don't want kids to think that better opportunities, sometimes, you know, the grass isn't greener on the other side. And if you come in with the attitude, I'm just going to use this as a stepping stone, you'll probably end up being here for 10 years. If you use it with the idea, I'm just going to be the best version of myself every day, then you'll have opportunities come to you. All you have to do is be better than that 53rd guy. For fans that have never seen an indoor league, uh, an indoor game, what are they missing? What's the call to get them to come buy tickets and show up at the games next uh, next spring? Well, my whole adult life, uh, up until I was almost 30, I played, you know, um, at the highest level on the outdoor field. And I fell in love when I started coaching the indoor game. I wish they would have had it when, when I was getting done. I'd probably played another five years. But w what ended up happening was when I went to my first game, I don't think I closed my mouth the entire time. <laughs> uh, I was just in awe because, one, you have to be fearless to play this game because we have a thing called the wall. Yeah. And this wall wraps around the field. And when you're a receiver running 20 miles an hour with your head turned looking for the ball and you know you're going to hit that wall and you still catch the ball and hit the wall, something to be said about that. When you're a lineman and you can drive your guy to the sidelines and put him in the stands in the third row, you got to love that, right? Yep. So we have this thing in, in indoor football. You can keep the ball. you got to throw the player back, okay? So it, it's kind of like watching a controlled car wreck, okay? <laughs> it's organized. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fast. And, and, and I'm not saying this for any kind of uh, publicity, but I will say this. It's been very hard for me to watch, aside from the Detroit Lions, who is my team, it's been very hard for me to completely watch four quarters of outdoor football anymore because, to me, it's much slower than what we do. Sure. Um, you know, I've been in games where we scored, the score has been 80 to 75 in indoor football. I've been in games where the score is 30 to 30, and they've been defensive struggles. But for the most part, it's about scoring touchdowns. It's about trying to stop, make stops on defense. It's about the kicking game. Um, when you're in 50 yards, it's kind of like fighting in a closet, right? <laughs> yeah. So the field's smaller, everything's faster. And um, I think that it's also the fan entertainment engagement we do. There's entertainment if you're a 10-year-old kid or you're a 60-year-old grown man. You're going to have fun at these games because there's a little something for everybody. Matter of fact, if you don't mind me saying, our season tickets, our pre-registration for season tickets went on sale. And I can tell you, based on the response we're getting, 
people better hurry up and buy some because I don't know how long they're going to last. Oh, that's it, awesome. Um, it's been overwhelming. Um, we do everything, like I said, that you would find in an NFL team. We have a merchandise store. We just signed a great quarterback, the best quarterback in the country. We put his fan shirt up for sale today. We want people to live, breathe, and eat gunslinger football. But all I ask is this. Come to one game, and if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. There you go. Okay? Because uh, it is really, really hard not to fall in love with this game. It right. really, truly is. All right, Tom. Thanks for the time today. Con continued success. Uh, we'll look forward to the spring and all the other news that comes out between now and then. And uh, have, hopefully have a, a championship team in San Antonio next year. Well, I thank you very much. I thank the fans very much for listening. And I'd like to personally invite you out to a game. Sounds good. Have an opportunity. Sounds okay. good. Thanks but, again, guys. All right. That's uh, Tom Manas. He's the head coach of the Gunslingers and the GM. And uh, we'll see how they perform when their season begins in the spring. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the show, Monday Night Football, and a couple other tidbits to get to to finish it up. It's 647 on the ticket. All right, 6.52. It's uh, the Andy Everett Show. Thank you for being with us. Monday Night Football tonight, Seattle and the Giants. You know how I feel about the Giants this year. I don't think they're very good. Um, but Seattle does have to go on the road tonight. Uh, both Michael and I picked Seattle to win this game. Uh, I'm sticking with that. I have no uh, reason to believe in Daniel Jones and whatever else that team has right now. Yeah, and it was confirmed that Saquon Barkley was going to be out. So that's even that's even worse for, for the Giants. And, I mean, D Daniel Jones, you know, you were bringing up, uh, oh, well, what, what team would pay all of this money and then regret signing somebody? The New York Giants totally <laughs> regret signing Daniel Jones to that whatever ridiculous well, It was contract. ridiculous to begin with because yeah. he's, not, I, you know, he hasn't proven anything. He's okay, but he's not a good. He's not a top. You know, there's there's 32 quarterbacks in the league. He's 20. There, there's 10 of them that are good. There's 10 of them that are mediocre, and there's 10 of them that are terrible or average. And there's two that are only there because there's nobody else to to, to run the team. Yeah, he he's in the 20s. Definitely in the yes, 20s. He's a, I think he's a serviceable backup. Yeah. He has athleticism. He's not a star player, and you need star. Star players are going to win. You know, we talked about Pittsburgh and, and Pickett being hurt. Uh, I think uh, Pickett may be out for a game or two also. Yeah. Pickett's a good player. He's just not Patrick Mahomes, and he's not, he's not Joe Burrow when he's healthy. He's not Josh Allen. He's not an elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks win you championships unless you're San Francisco, and Brock Purdy's starting to show that he's better than what people thought he was. Yeah, let's let's pump the brakes on that one. Let's pump well, I'm the not brakes. saying he's Tom Brady, but he's also not the 32nd best quarterback in the league either. He's he's serviceable right now. And he's got Christian McCaffrey, and he's got Debo Samuel, and he's got all those other great players yeah, around Kid, him. Kittle and everybody yeah. else. And I, again, I, I brought up the... He doesn't mess it up. Yeah, he he manages the bus. Uh, <laughs> and what Daniel Jones is, he just he doesn't play well in primetime. I want to say they showed a stat, and I want to say he's one and eleven or one and twelve on primetime games. So obviously that's Thursday night football, Monday night or Sunday night football. He just he doesn't perform. He's like he's Kirk Cousins. UTSA is going to be on the road this weekend at Temple. I watched Temple last week against Tulsa, and Tulsa ran him out of the stadium. Temple's yep. a Temple's a really young team with a lot of high school talent. 
especially on the offense and defensive lines. UTSA should dominate in the trenches. It is a road game. I only have one concern. It's going to be 66 degrees and potentially raining in Philadelphia on Saturday. Ooh. Do you, you know, do you risk bringing back? If Frank Harris is If Frank Harris 90%. can play, he plays. Rain's not going to matter. It's a turf toe. The tra- uh, now, J.T. Clark with an ACL uh, recovering from that. Yeah, but it's a grass field. So you can see how well it drains. But uh, I think JT's basically going to take himself onto the field. If they let him on the plane, he's going to walk out (laughs) on the field and throw whoever's in his position (laughs) off. He's chomping at the bit to play. He's going to put somebody else's jersey on and think that Coach Trailer doesn't see him. Be like, what is number number one doing out there? He's he's kind of hard to miss. All right, that'll wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a fabulous uh, Monday night. Enjoy your football tonight and whatever else you may be doing. And we'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. It's 6.55 on Ticket 760. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.